we recording? I don't know yes. if you started. Uh, oh, welcome to Cryptoholics, everybody. <laughs> uh, we kind of we we forgot to do an intro. We went we went straight into the nitty gritty. That's uh, damn. So they just canceled all your shit with no warning. Yeah, no warning. And... Wow. You see, the problem is the like the main problem is here. And for those who uh, don't know what Cryptoholics is. Uh, I, I mean, if by the name you don't you don't get that we we are two alcoholics talking about crypto and nerd stuff, uh, you might you might be retarded. May, wait, maybe I cannot even <laughs> use that word on Spotify. But yeah, so you are you are special. But yeah, the the point is crypto. Uh, I mean, I've, and of course, for those who uh, like, there's a lot of people who trash talk crypto, but Crypto actually has some good, good, good stuff. And one of them is that you control your money and you control your assets and you control everything that happens with your accounts and with your tokens. So that thing that happened to me with the bank would never happen with crypto. This is true. I'm actually, you know, as shitty as that is, I'm glad you brought it up because people often are like, you know why would I use crypto? Why why is crypto better than than just going to the bank and giving them all my money and, and and that kind of thing? But people fail to realize from the outside, like yeah, we might just be some degenerate nerds, but we do this shit because we understand that we are able to take full responsibility for our assets and. We're able to move those assets around without anyone asking. I mean, what we're using them for, you know. We're able to have total control over our actual money. So that's what kind of crypto and blockchain empower people to do. They bank the unbanked. You're still you're still able to, you know, use that shit. Exactly. And I mean, uh, at one point in time, hopefully soon... There will be small communities where you can pay with crypto and you can actually make a living. Like, well, not make a living. Like, survive, get get groceries, get pay your rent, pay your 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 energy and all that stuff. Right now, it's not possible. You need fiat to do that. But hopefully, in a not so distant future, we will see these communities emerge, and then you will not need to change to trade your crypto to your local currency that's the that's the ultimate goal to be able to use the same hive that i'm using here in the u.s in mexico to pay for things and not have to try to get pesos or not try to have to get u.s dollars for that but to pay directly with hive back dollars that would be fucking awesome yeah, and speaking and the US, about it's pretty far off. <laughs> yeah, pretty far off. It's pretty far off. Yeah, I mean, unless fucking unless the uh, the SEC Stabilization Act or whatever passes, and that grimy fucking worm we have in office, uh, Gensler gets gets the boot. I, I don't see us getting anywhere close to that kind of adoption. Yeah, not at all. And the problem is that uh, instead of 
trying to empower crypto companies to stay in the US where things actually happen, where there's money to support that and where, where, where there's, there's enough, uh, a big enough user base with enough purchasing power to actually make a crypto be adopted or rejected. Instead of empowering those, those crypto companies, they are pushing them away into countries that are actually crypto friendly, like Japan, Australia. They just, they like literally this week, they just uh, announced they are actually supporting cryptocurrency one way or another. So I don't know what the US is doing, man. Nothing good nothing good uh, one day uh nifty's moving to mexico uh, we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna find out when that is real soon uh but one day it's definitely happening because I, I just i, I don't even want to go into the into the whole crypto thing yeah with the sec and all that we've talked about it so much that it, i feel like a broken record i don't i don't even want to go there we're having fun we're having some beers and you know <laughs> what makes beers better what official cryptoholics koozies for your beer get them on hive list there's a link in the thread cast if you're in there uh it's so crisp so just so it makes your beer taste like a, a like a Thursday night chill podcast vibe. That's what your beer is going to taste like. Maybe that doesn't taste great. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sorry. I had to. Um, but I'm having a, having a bowl, 8.5%. Uh, 8.5. I don't think we even have that in the, in, I was going to say in the Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have those. I think the hardest one we had is we have is like six percent. But I don't know, man. I I am officially retiring from beer uh, until September. After that, okay. I can do whatever I want. But until September, Adam, I am not drinking any beer at all. I'm gonna what's bring the, my. What's the relevance there? Till oh. September. Why September? Yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, we are. A, Hive blockchain based podcast and uh, Hive is a it's blockchain uh, that supports content creation and uh, so it it, it umbrella um, like the umbrella is for content creation in general like you can do blogging microblogging videos uh, photos whatever so the Hive Fest which is the biggest event of the year in real life. Uh, happens in September 22 to 26 and it's going to be in Mexico. So I don't want to be like old swall swollen. I don't even know the word. Uh, but yeah. You don't you don't want to be a fat ass is what you're saying. Yeah. I, yeah, I, exactly. I, me too. Uh I don't know, man. Beer is just so good, but I I've been drinking tequila a lot lately. And when I say a lot, I mean on the past couple shows. I don't, I don't drink like every day. Um, <laughs> but I, I felt like people might be getting concerned because I was, I was just like pounding shots of tequila on every show. <laughs> I, and I thought it was hilarious, but I was like, wait a minute. 
people might be concerned <laughs> yeah i mean you 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 started drinking tequila since the um, uh, cryptoholics crypto maniacs crossover which was what on june 9 or something like that so yeah it's been like three four weeks or something yeah i would be worried well here's the thing in that time i learned a couple things number one i learned that uh the amount of tequila shots that i can handle uh during a, a show is relative to the amount of sleep and food i've had so <laughs> uh i learned this <laughs> because i didn't remember uh, a good chunk of like the uh the end of the uh the, the crossover episode i was i was gone man uh, <laughs> but i don't I mean... even know what we talked about like the last 30 minutes were just there they yeah. were gone in your defense, it lasted like two hours and a half. That's what I'm saying. And I I would have to count. But I think I had double-digit shots. I would have to count. Okay. But I, I think uh, I was up there. And, you know. Yeah, it, it was a good show. It was a lot of fun. I did listen to it, and it was fucking hilarious. So, if y'all haven't uh, listened to any of our previous episodes, and this is your first time... We're on Spotify, Cryptoholics, uh, Crypto Zero, uh, instead of an O, Holics. Uh, yeah, great time. Uh, and yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink beer for now. <laughs> nice. At least in at least for a little while. Uh, but then my dilemma is, I'm already a fat ass, so. You you you've got me you've got me self conscious now. I'm like maybe I should, I need to lose some weight for high fest too. I mean, of course. I mean, you you can use this as an excuse to have a life changing uh, epiphany, so that like like you can always tell your grandkids. Oh yeah, when I was 28 or 29, I don't even know how old you are, but I I was 28, 28. right on the money, man. Yeah. See, I do have a good memory, but you can always tell your grandkids. Okay, so I was going to this event from this uh, brownie points on the internet money, and I didn't want to be a fat ass, and I stayed fit and lean for 30 years until you were born. <laughs> and then I went right back to being an old fucking fat fuck. Like, exactly, exactly. Uh, man, that's funny. But uh, if anybody's going to Hive Fest, uh, we're going, and we're excited to see you guys. Uh, this guy came back out, so hint, hint. Nice. Uh, yeah, we we got koozies. We're we're coming out with some other stuff too. But you know, we just appreciate you guys joining us every Thursday night, even even after a marathon of other podcasts that apparently happened. You know, I know there was crypto maniacs, but apparently there was something else too. And I was oh like, yeah, oh, the high Brazil. Well, it's actually becoming the Leo Brazil uh, oh, crew. Uh, had a had a sort of like it. It's so the cool part of the Spanish and the Portuguese uh, shows is that it's kind of a mix of the AMA, the Wonson Show, and Cryptoholics. So. 
I would actually, I, I have to attend the Spanish one because I actually understand that. The Portuguese one I can understand, but I, I don't follow uh, the conversation as, as well as I would need to to enjoy it. But yeah, I mean, the Leoverse is growing. It's, it's really growing. I have no idea how many new accounts I have seen over the past few days, but we are really growing, man. I love that. Uh, if you don't know what Leo Finance is, it's a it's a micro blogging. Well, it's a, it's a blogging platform. Uh, everything app uh, it's crypto runs on the blockchain, Hive blockchain, uh, and you can do a little bit of everything like Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, all mashed into one. Speaking about Reddit, uh, so yes. you know how so Musk, Elon Musk. Um, for those who don't know, the the owner of Twitter. He's not the founder, yeah, he just no, bought it. no longer the CEO. Yeah. He's just like, he owns it. And he's been pushing the narrative of, uh, like, all of these uh, mainstream media news outlets where, where people get spoon-fed news and narratives and agendas are, are, are followed everywhere. So, so people cannot actually trust the mainstream media. I believe so, and Musk believes so, as, as, believes so as, as well. And he's been pushing this kind of citizen journalism over the past few months. Uh, do you know about Mario Nawal or something like that? Nawal? Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Nawal? Mario yeah. Nawal, I think is how you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I before you sent this to me, I had been seeing his Twitter spaces going fucking nuts for like maybe not the past month, but previously to that, like all of the and I don't listen to Twitter spaces like hardly at all. Um, you know, I'll jump in a random one here and there, but every time I would pull up the spaces feed, I would see this fucking guy with his crypto punk NFT or whatever as his profile picture. And, uh, yeah. What a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing is he, he, uh, so I respect the hustle. I respect the grind. He sure. is always, uh, out there. Uh, I think that with the whole, um, titanic expedition thing with the submarine and all that he spent like i i think he he had a spaces up for like 36 hours with different uh guests and uh with the ukraine and russia um well not the ukraine and russia the wagner uh sort of insurrection revolution whatever you want to call it uh yeah. against putin and russia uh, he stayed like 24 hours with a bunch of guys, different guys, but he was awake all the time. They were sort of like citizen, uh, re like reporting and uh, getting tips, getting uh, clues and all of that. So <clears throat> in theory, that's great. Like that's actually what we want to do. That's actually what Hive aimed to do at some point to empower creators to to actually give 
the real por to portray the reality in their cities, in their home countries, without the censorship of Web two media. And I think you know where I'm going, where 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 the problem was. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's it's crazy. Uh, dude went from basically nobody to millions of views on on all the spaces and shit. Yeah, and Elon pushed that. Like he, with the narrative of Musk saying we need citizen journalists, he found this guy Mario and he said, "I'm I'm gonna piggyback on this guy and I'm gonna push him and I'm gonna showcase him as the perfect example of what should be happening on Twitter." But then this whole debacle happened, and I think you're familiar with it. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, apparently, he was embezzling money and 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 some other shit. I, I don't know a lot about it, but um, he's been known to promote all kinds of wacky shit. Um, maybe you can give a little more context. Sorry. Yeah, there was a lot of people who were claiming that Mario scammed them or yeah. kept their talk tokens or rock polled uh, people and even didn't pay some salaries and, and, and some uh, team for uh, to, to some money to the team and the problem is yeah. apparently he owed somebody like 30 grand uh, another person like 67 grand something like that um, of course he, he says it's all false but go yeah ahead. and the main problem is that if you are going to have like to set an example or to or to say, hey, this guy is the epitome of, of, of what citizen journalism should be. The person must be clean and the person must be, I mean, not flawless. Nobody's flawless, but like there shouldn't be any dirt or uh, bones in their in their closet. And the problem was that in order for Mario to get so, so big and to get so popular, he had to start from somewhere. And the problem is that somewhere, apparently, was a synthetic engagement and fake uh, followers, fake likes, fake, fake engagement in general. So That's what it was. Sorry, I, I, was, I was drawing a blank on, on what the big thing was. He was like botting all of his accounts and like artificially inflating the numbers. But he was also selling a botting service to other Twitter users, right? Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how how can you expect like if Musk had had done like the 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 main problem is that not it's not that Musk pushed someone like you always need a flagship you always need like someone who spearheads the movement. The problem is that. The guy who is spearheading this is not—it's uh, not an example of a good citizen journalist that made his way from zero followers to a few million, because he just—he got there, and he got in front of Musk thanks to fake engagement. Yeah, I remember uh, the the Twitter space where maybe it was one of the first ones where they were talking back and forth. It was some dumb shit where it was right. 
I'm trying to think of the 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 event that like kicked off this dude's uh, like, you know, I think it was the Terra Luna crash, or was it FTX? Oh, he's been for that long. Yeah, he started doing these spaces, and they would get fucking like 10k people in there. I would like I jumped into a couple of them, and. Uh, you know, he would do, like, stuff about NFTs and crypto, and it would, there would just be insane amounts of people. And I was like, there's no way there's this many people listening to this fucking dork talk about somebody he has no idea about. He even has a worse accent than I do. <laughs> you know? Uh, like, And not, not anywhere near as funny. <laughs> uh, not at all. Not even close. Dude, and that's that's the main problem, that... Okay, so you saw him doing his spaces with 10,000 listeners, and then you said, oh, he must be onto something. I will tune in. And then a lot of organic engagement came from the, from the, from the original fake engagement. Because if we are talking in Twitter spaces, um, there's, I don't even know, there's like four people listening to us. Anyone else who who gets that on their feed or their timeline and they see, oh, so these two dudes are speaking and they have two listeners. Those are like, those are just two bozos doing their podcast, which we are. But if we have a yeah. hundred or 200 people, then we might get 300 or maybe 250. And then if we keep maybe, at it, maybe a few people click on it because they see, oh, there's a hundred people listening. Let me, yeah. let me Let me see what that's about. Exactly. There must be something yeah. good going on. Yeah. And these were in and the botting that that he was offering and I think that he was using was if you don't know what botting is, it's it's fake accounts that are run by a program. Um and they're used to artificially inflate numbers on all kinds of shit. I mean, you can buy fucking Amazon reviews, you can buy like uh likes and shit like so he's he's blatantly using fake viewers himself and also selling that as a service to you know anybody on Twitter I can't even imagine how much he was making off that because people pay a lot for those clicks yeah and then the other problem is that and you just reminded me of that Elon Musk, when he got control over Twitter, he said, I'm getting rid of all the bots. Say goodbye to fake engagement. Say goodbye to mm. all of these uh, like new accounts pushing content to see if you purchase an OnlyFans membership or whatever. So you like if, if Twitter caught you as a new account faking engagement or not like like the algorithm can pick up who's who's natural and who's organic and who's not so elon musk yeah. said say goodbye to bots but he's pushing uh a citizen journalist that used bots to grow his account so uh, i mean i feel for musk because i actually like what he's doing and i i admire him as a business person but well as a businessman i'm not progressive yeah. i say businessman but yeah yeah. Um, you know, it just sucks that, that this happened this way. Wouldn't happen on Hive. Wouldn't happen on Hive. Yeah, I mean, we have bots on Hive, but nobody pays attention to them, and we spot them a mile away. 
People know to ignore the bots. Uh, speaking of bots, this, this is this is kind of related, and, and I, I read about it earlier today, and uh, it kind of got me excited. Microsoft and Nvidia are partnering up to build a a new AI called Inflection AI. Um, and they raised one point three building billion in funding. Um, which is that's a substantial amount of money, but wasn't wasn't one of the popular uh, AI chatbots? Uh, Bing, that's what it is. Bing is already under Microsoft, so they're partnering up with Nvidia. Um, which, if you don't know anything about gaming, Nvidia is a, a they do like graphics cards and shit for like gaming PCs. So. Think about your AI-generated videos that you see now that are just, like, obviously fake. You know, it's going to have some weird shit. Like, if you saw the the artificially-generated video of Will Smith eating spaghetti, like, that shit was... <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I wish I could screen share, but I don't even want to figure out how to do that right now. But, um... Yeah, somebody did an AI-generated video of Will Smith eating spaghetti, and it was the most, like, uncomfortable thing I think I've ever watched. I wouldn't call it disturbing. It was just uncomfortable. Uh, you know, because the, the, the AI doesn't know how to generate, like, hands or, you know, forks and shit. Like, it has a general idea, but it's not to a point where it can make that look real yet. And the movements do not look real. Like right. they, it looks look... very robotic, you know. But think about Nvidia, the the game the the gaming graphics company. Like I don't know what kind of company you would call them, but the way some of these games that are coming out right now, like the AAA games, the way they look, it's just mind blowing. Uh, so I have to imagine that partnering with Microsoft. And, uh, you know, leaning into the AI thing, I think AI video stuff is going to go nuts. Dude, I can't wait for Hollywood to get, uh, to go broke because artificial intelligence <laughs> movies are a thing. I'm pretty sure the entire Mario movie that I just watched was AI generated. Oh, the one with the this guy, the voice. Um, uh, yeah, he's kind of famous, uh, Chris something. But yeah, Chris Pratt was it? Yeah, I think. Is the movie uh, out yeah. already? It is, and I watched it on a totally legal file sharing platform, and <laughs> uh, in Minecraft on my crafted TV from my crafting table. Uh, <laughs> Very hard to watch in, like, <laughs> 144p, but I watched it. Uh, but I was, like, the entire time... Not that it's a bad movie. It it was okay, and I did like it. But I was like, this shit is just weird. Like, this seems like some shit chat GPT would spit out. It's like uh, the Uncanny Valley thing that we spoke a few episodes ago. Yeah, but it, it's not because it's an animated film. But it's like, how much of this did humans write? Because this is kind of fucking weird. Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe none of it was AI generated, but it just felt like I was like they they told all the people in the writing room to go home and were like, Chat GPT, what should we put in the fucking Mario movie? And it spit out some random shit and they were like, This is gold. <laughs> Dude, I am I kind feel like of that's mad. How Netflix movies are now. They so they put the the actress from uh, Queen's Gambit as Peach. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the actress, but uh, I don't know, man. Peach is supposed to be uh, the climax of sexiness. Like why? why like are they doing like that? Lilith in Diablo Four, the climax of sexiness. Yeah, exactly. Like like man, like I this mean... this guy Mario. Is risking his life for like sixty nine levels, trying to to save the princess, and then the princess is just like meh. I don't know. <laughs> Mid tier princess. Yeah, <laughs> like did like she's maybe just worth like five levels or something like that. I don't know. We are definitely gonna get canceled, man. Yeah, there's no shot. How are we still on Spotify and even uh, getting approved for our first uh, ad? How How is this happening? I thought I ran over the fuck limit like, I don't know, 30 episodes ago. Yeah, and I don't know, man. The moment that we go, like, because we are going to go viral, trust me. One point, we will. dear for listeners, we are going to go like. Uh, we are we are gonna go viral and then once we do that the powers that be will tell us that we have to behave and then we will tell them go fuck yourself we are big enough that we will uh continue on our show only on decentralized media uh, we will say goodbye to our millions of dollars from spotify and apple tv but in the meantime while we grow and they notice us and they notice how big we're getting and how much money we're getting we will keep uh, faithful to our uh, essence. Yep. We'll be here. Regardless if we're allowed to be on there, we'll be here. We'll be hosted on Hive, which no one can take down. So, fuck them. Uh, but I, I wanted to dive into into the Threadcast a little bit. Uh, a Threadcast is basically like a, like a live tweeting for... Uh, podcasts and shit live events so yeah there's some there's some good stuff going on in here uh, wait uh, while since... while you you read this like well while you read uh, some of the comments i cannot tell you yeah. how stoked i am about the barbie movie <laughs> hold up yeah what yeah like barbie barbie yeah like this is the weirdest shit because what i'm probably the last guy on earth who would be stoked about it but the marketing <laughs> team is doing such an amazing <laughs> job like you can see barbie everywhere there's some like i'm i'm not even gonna name the real brands because i don't even remember them but there's like some prada barbie shoes with their own case there's a barbie car in one in a video game something like forza 4 or something like that 
there's there's a Barbie house, a real Barbie house, and you just gotta admire how good the marketing team is. And then they hired like the main actors are Ryan Gosling, which is the biggest meme lord. Well, not meme lord, the biggest meme inspiration uh, next to Keanu Reeves. Like the whole internet loves lo loves the guy. And he has inspired a ton of memes, especially from the fringe incel crypto community. Um, and then the actress is Margot Robbie, which is probably the most loved actress since The Wolf of Wall Street. So uh, I'm not interested in the movie because of the topic. I'm interested in the movie because... It sounds like it's a great production. So I'm curious about how it will pan out and if they will cater to the existing uh, audience, which might be 27-year-old girls who never grew up, or if they might try to, to, to expand the target audience and maybe like do a turn of the screw in terms of, of story. I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm curious as hell. Is this a live-action movie, or is this animated? It's a live-action movie. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it's got some okay. promises, you know? Okay. I, I, don't, uh, I don't know, man. That's crazy. When is it? I gotta look at the trailer for this shit. That's wild. Yeah. A fucking Barbie. Yeah, and there's not even, like, I cannot even tell if it's gonna be a parody movie. Or if it's going to be a serious movie or, or, or a funny movie, I have no idea. So, yeah. Well, their marketing was so fucking good that they got on one of the coolest podcasts that exists. Yeah. Uh, for free. And they didn't even, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They didn't they, even have to pay. They, they are paying me. I just didn't tell you. But, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, <laughs> just, uh, I'll be in Mexico soon. We can split up the funds then. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I will never tell you how much I got. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. But oh, yeah, man. what's up with the Threadcast? Uh, yeah, so Taskmaster wants to know, what is the potential of adult threads as compared to all other stuff on Hive? I knew he was going to bring this up. Uh, and I don't want to get put in detention. Uh, so, adult threads and, and, and threads being the microblogging on, on Leo Finance. There's going to come a time where somebody's going to post some not safe for work stuff. And, and you know, it's probably going to be very popular, if I had to guess. Uh, because that is a very gigantic industry. Uh, and, and now I'm not just talking about feet pics. Like, it goes deeper than that. Um, but yeah, I think with the right filtering in place and with the right kind of models based around subscriptions in place, not safe for work content hosted on Hive could be very, very popular. Yeah. Like, incredibly popular. I agree Immutable with that. Immutable porn. I mean, hundred percent agree with that. Um, and like from from a purely business standpoint, 
it would be so beneficial to both Leo Finance and Hive uh, to have that kind of platform or, or at least model because they can charge fees on that. Um, you know, even if it's 0.1%, whatever kind of fee. Uh, OnlyFans takes, what, 20, 30%? Something like that. If, if all the people that were on OnlyFans could migrate to a platform and do their same stuff with crypto, uh, and then take that 20 to 30% cut down to 5% or lower. Yeah. Just oh, like, um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not a fee. It's the, just the Twitch competitor. Yeah. Uh, kick, I think it's called. They yeah. do like 5% uh, fees, 95% to the creator. And, you know, that same kind of model could be basically copy-pasted on top of Hive. Yeah, it would generate so much money. And then uh, if if the creators, like I know that uh, OnlyFans kind of creators don't give a shit about the platform, but if you no. told them, hey, if like all the fees that are, that are gonna go to the platform are actually not gonna go to the platform, but to your your viewers who hold Leo Power, uh, I don't know, they might even feel like, oh, then I'm I'm not like I'm not losing money or I'm not earning as much as I like. I'm not. What's the word uh, potential of of earning? I don't even know, man. But okay, right, so, I'm not forecasting kind of thing yeah 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 so i'm losing five percent but that five percent actually goes to the community and not the greedy owner or the greedy founder or whatever i think that's that's a plus and there's no way anyone can compete with that and dude yeah. there was the porn a few years ago on on hive it didn't it take died off very quickly yeah it died, died pretty quickly because i think there was like out of the seven Hive users, only one of them or two were 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 deep porn users. There was a lot of consumption. There were a few there whales was. who were actually voting on the, those posts to up to twenty or thirty dollars. But I there... remember this back in this this was on uh, Steam, was it not? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I, I remember this deep porn, and uh, wasn't there another one? I uh, don't remember. But they died pretty quick. Yeah. And I think the problem <laughs> is... Go ahead, there are creators, right? Yeah, there were no creators. But also the problem is... Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe right now there would be a market for that. I think that the average... No, not the average. The, the top... Only the top 1% or 2%. And I know this not because I'm a OnlyFans user, but because I have been researching the market because of uh, the Leo, the Leo uh, expansion. And I think it's 2% of, of the top, like the top 2% of the content creators on OnlyFans make more than $20 a month. They make more, well, that, so, that's, they make, they probably make more than like $20,000 a month. Yeah, but that's I think that's the thing. The lower ninety-eight percent, I I don't really remember, but it's like let's just say Nothing. for for numbers' sake, 
the the bottom 90% of the OnlyFans content creators makes less than $20 a month. So these right. these right. girls are showing their tits and, and, and all of that for less than $20 a month. So yeah, actually... They're, they're, they're winking the brown eye for less than $20 a month. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so actually the high inflation... I wonder inflation if you would... say that on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the high inflation would be enough to steal all of these content creators. The problem would be to steal the top. You, you definitely need a subscription model where yeah. you don't spend the inflation from your platform to pay these authors. You need to have, uh, you need to have the content consumers to spend money to pay for these people. So I don't know. It's, you know, I, I think about this a lot <laughs> because not, not porn. Uh, but the but the the uh, migration of content creators away from like centralized platforms like that, and I hate to say it, but porn is going to be a big part of that. Um, and you know, uh, when when creators find out they can get a ninety five percent cut of what they earn uh, versus a seventy percent cut of what they earn, why would they continue using the platform they're on? Why would they not just say, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to be leaving this platform and going to this platform that basically uh, rewards me more for my work and also rewards the people that are using it to consume content. Join me over here. I mean, even if half of them fucking go or even if a third, uh, even if a tenth of them go. Yeah. For the yeah. for these big time people. um. You know, that's that's an, a massive amount of transactions, uh, a massive amount of fees and, and shit like that, that platform like Leo could use to buy the token back with revenue and, you know, attribute that in with the ad revenue and all that shit, you know? Dude, think people, about it. People don't want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Why? Don't be ashamed, people. Yeah. Everybody, you know, everybody's seen porn before at least once, I would imagine, yeah. if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I just got the numbers. So there's 190 million users on OnlyFans. <clears throat> so 1% of that... 90 million? Yeah. 1% wow. of that, it's, uh, so it's 2 million users. So that is... A hundred and ten X user base on Hive. So right now, let's just say we are twenty, like eighteen thousand. I think we are eighteen thousand bloggers. So imagine having two million. But it would also, be huh? Go ahead. Oh no, I was just speaking out loud, like. We could become a porn blockchain. Realistically, like that wouldn't be a bad thing overall. Obviously, you know, you're gonna have front ends that, that filter out certain content off the chain. You know, that's up to the front end, the second layer. You could host it all on the hive blockchain or speak network or whatever uh, that's coming out. 
want to post your videos on a decentralized platform like that and it's up to the 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 app creators that you know are able to filter out that kind of content if they don't want it and still display you what, all the other content like you see on on hive right now so we have a, a new emergence of something like d porn uh for the old school steam people uh come out and use like nfts as the membership model or use a monthly subscription in that hbd or a hive second layer token the amount of liquidity that's going to come into that token is going to be astronomical because i would imagine that a lot of those people have never used crypto before if if it's going to be a migration from a platform like OnlyFans. You yeah. know, maybe I'm talking out of my ass here, but I, I think uh, porn would be a, a way to onboard a shit ton of people really fast and get a mass injection of capital. And I mean, just think about it. We have uh, we have an inflating token. I mean, let's just go down the route that that we as a as a decentralized community, we say, OK, let's go for it. Let's support that. You could even say, OK. So like for all the subscribers, you can pay the full price with fiat or you can pay 80% of the price with HBD. And all you need, like all we need to do is say, okay, the DHF or the inflation, we're going to allocate part of the inflation to pay creators out of the Hive's uh, blockchain pocket to make up for those $2 and then make these two million people start buying HBD and give a real use case, a real worldwide use case for HBD. Like the, the content creator might just sell that as soon as he receives that, but the money yeah. is changing hands. The tokens are, are, I don't know the word in English, but it's something called, yeah. Yeah, yeah they are cir cir circulating and there's a term in business for that. <coughs> where the more times money rotates hands, the better. So, yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> we might scale very, very fast. I mean, we would become the porn blockchain, which would suck, but... <laughs> uh, well, we would go from the, the nobody knows who we are blockchain to the porn blockchain, which would be a step up, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> oh man, that, that's it's wild to think about, but I, I think that would be a, a thing that would be a overall great, uh, and it, it can it can happen with the right team behind it and and the right uh, models in place for known and hated versus irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, like Cal says in the in the chat there. Uh, Logan Paul did this this marketing thing on Twitter. Uh, Coffeezilla retweeted it uh, earlier today. I think maybe it was maybe it was yesterday. But uh, you know, he launched the crypto zoo thing, and basically rug pulled everybody allegedly, and people lost a shitload of money. Um, and he promised that he was going to pay pay those people back if they wanted to get out. 
pledged something like 1.8 million and uh has he paid any of that no will he no not a chance um of course but, he won't you know, <laughs> but you know what he's shilling his next project and it's doing well uh and he's he's running off that that hate marketing <laughs> and literally did a kind of like a like it, it was hate marketing. He, him, and KSI told a crowd of people to throw bottles, like empty prime energy bottles, at him, uh, and make it look like they hated them. And they used that as a as a marketing thing, which I thought was fucking hilarious. So, if you that fucking guy can ride the hate wave, we can too. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, just I just thought of of something. And I, I kind of don't want to go back to the everything app topic because we already spent a lot of time doing that. But think about it. <clears throat> if you have subscription models like Substack for writers, but you also have sub subscription models for content creators, blah, 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 then you don't become like you push the narrative or, or the or. Yeah, it's the narrative of being the everything app where people can actually write posts, write tweets, uh, create videos, have subscriptions, porn subscriptions, and also finding subscriptions or spiritual subscriptions, whatever. And then yeah. in one second, if you get a boost from any of the fronts that you're fighting in, all the others will will uh, catch some, some attention and, and some overflow of users will will go to all the other options so yeah i don't know just 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 i just came up with that right now but yeah makes sense yeah you heard it here you heard it here first on the cryptoholics podcast <laughs> it makes sense <coughs> oh man not to co completely switch it up, I, I, I would love to keep talking about porn. And uh, I would also love to give whoever this random person is in Twitter the ability to speak. But we're not going to do that for, for the sake of the show. Uh, we opened it up to a random one time and they shilled us XRP fucking Ripple for like 30 minutes while we were like, please stop talking. Uh, so we're not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, thanks for joining us, but... Sorry, uh, I don't know you. Maybe if you were on Hive and you had a reputation, I would, I would, you know, consider it for sure. So join Hive, get a reputation built up, and and you can come on the show. <laughs> um, but what I what I wanted to bring up was, Sony Network has invested in in Japanese Web three startup, um, which Sony, you know the makers of the PlayStation and, like, all these other fucking crazy electronics and shit. Um, they, they have a bunch of companies under their umbrella. Um, and, yeah, so they, they've invested in this startup company to build out Web3 infrastructure uh, in, in Japan. And... Um... Oh, I've got an echo. Whoops. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, if I have an echo on Twitter. Uh, my apologies. We will edit this here. out. Or maybe I'll uh, leave it here so everyone can see that Nifty <laughs> had some echo. I do have headphones in, so I don't know what the deal is, but sorry. 
Um, anyway, what I was getting at is Sony, uh, you know, one of the largest gaming companies in the world. Um, one of their subsidiaries is kind of helping push forward Web3 development. And we've talked about for a long time that, that gaming is going to be a big part of Web3 and, and crypto. So, having a company like Sony uh, get involved in any of it's pretty fucking huge. It just plays into the narrative of, of Gods Unchained. We mentioned this the last week. Gods Unchained yep. got listed on Epic Games, which is the second largest PC gaming... <coughs> Sorry about that. Dude, we cannot both be sick at, sick at the same uh, week. I'm so, not sick right now, but I, I did fuck my voice up pretty hard last time I was sick, and my throat still hurts, like, because I did a bunch of podcast stuff that was really long, um, and I, I think I I may have hurt myself, but yeah, I get you. Yeah, so Epic Games, the top two platform gaming platform on PC, got uh, got some chain listed. And now Sony comes out with this news and it just revolves around and I don't I know you don't want to talk about this, but it just revolves around what countries support crypto and which countries are working against crypto, which is inevitable. It's inevitable that it will it will get adopted more and more as years pass. So. Yeah. Well, you know. I can look at it from the U.S. and be happy about it, but this kind of shit's not coming here for a long time. <laughs> but, you know, the the minute we have a, uh, a company like Sony or, or Microsoft uh, allowing uh, Web3-based or NFT-based, uh, whatever you want to call them, games, on their platforms, you're going to start to see a lot more people get interested in that, not because... You know, they can buy and sell NFTs, but because it's a great fucking game. And I keep talking about this, and I'm never going to stop talking about this. <laughs> if you want your blockchain game to succeed, it needs to be great. It needs to be something that people can't stop playing. And Sony has a lot of those games. Like, a lot. I mean... I have a PS4, and I've been playing Diablo 4, like, an unhealthy amount. So, hey, how's that going? Because I read a post by Addicted saying that <laughs> uh, Diablo 4 didn't play up to the expectations and that it lacks. Uh, I didn't really read the post, I just browsed it. But he, he was saying that the, the gameplay is not scalable and not personal. Is that a word? Personalizable? And uh, some some stuff. I think uh, I think I know what you mean. So I haven't read the post, but I I can see that side of it. Now, this is gonna come from somebody that's been playing Diablo games since I was like twelve. So it's very fucking good as a game. The social aspect of it is kind of dead. Like people don't like. I remember playing Diablo 2 back in the day and, like, talking to random people, you know, 
joining clans and shit and like actually interacting and and playing together on diablo 4 there seems to be more people interested in playing solo than there are playing with a party um which is why the leo finance uh, clan is only four people strong i've invited people but you know nobody seems to give a fuck about the clan integration which to be fair it's not great it could be great the, the, eventually they can fix it but right now it's not great and mo portion is kind of um zone it's good i even got my wife hooked into it uh which has been really fun um nice because you can play couch co-op okay uh, and i haven't played a couch co-op game in i don't even know how many years like that did do couch co-op games exist anymore is that even a thing I don't think so. I don't have friends, so I wouldn't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any friends, but back in the day in high school with the boys uh, playing couch co-op, uh, I don't even think that's much of a thing anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but anyway, it, it was really refreshing when, you know, the first thing that came to my mind is, okay, we can play, we can play couch co-op, but you're going to have to buy a copy of the game. That was the first thing that came to my mind. And I was like, how fucking lame is that? You know? But yeah. it turns out you can play with the same copy of the game. Uh, you, you just created a battle.net account. Sign in. You're good to go. And you can play cross-platform with people on PC um, and other platforms, too. So, mucho enjoy. Uh, the story is good. Um the visuals are fucking awesome but i can see where it could be looked at as like repetitive that would be the only uh thing but it's a fucking diablo game it's a dungeon crawler they're supposed to be repetitive get your head out of your ass that's the whole point yeah am i wrong and i mean coming from a person who who grew up with video games and I used to play a lot of video games when I was younger. I love solo campaigns. I grew up with solo campaigns like Zelda, Mega Man Legends, Tomb Raider, even God of War when I was older. But the tendency, well, not the tendency, the trend uh, as of late, maybe five, seven years since it's been you have to make MMOs and, and multiplayers and all that stuff and your game is not successful if you are not able to farm multiplayer um, gameplays. Mm -hmm. But honestly, now that you're telling me that the solo campaigns are better or are more alluring to, to the user base, I actually want to play it because yes, 13-year-olds are not going to be interested in playing alone in their room with, with only music and Mountain Dew and some Doritos and that stuff. Like, that's, yeah, that's from our generation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking into that. I'm not into having my headset and playing uh, first-person shooters 
and having a conversation with people and talking trash and all that stuff. I mean, it sounds fun, but it's not for me. Yeah, uh, so I'm with you. I used to be into that for a brief period, but I'm always I've always been more for the solo campaign. Yeah, and that's where you draw the line, and and probably it's a good transition to say crypto games, any crypto game, and Sony must know this, depends on how much you're able to make the community interact with each other and with other players, with the dynamics, the, the, the gameplay must have a way to, to, to make you sell stuff, buy stuff, trade stuff, get a fee for that, uh, be interested in, in, in the in the social and multiplayer aspect of, of of the game. So I don't even know why Splinterlands or Gods Unchained, or maybe they have, I just didn't hear, but I don't know why they haven't made some, some uh, two versus two, three versus three team battles. Uh, like even chess has that. Like you can play chess with four people in your team against four people you pair them like the strongest against the strongest, the, the weakest against the weakest. And those who get the, 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 the more wins, your team advances to, to, to the next uh, stage. Like, dude, it, it's, it, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I've never seen a blockchain-based game have any of that ever uh you know splinterlands is good you know it's pretty big it's, it's got a pretty big audience but um you know then you look at gods unchained it's on the epic game store um but the moment we have a game from a, a major company like that like sony on a on a platform that anybody can use and they realize that their their assets can be used from one game to another and look people are gonna look at this and be like oh you can't just move something from one game to another i fucking know that i'm not stupid but <laughs> there's gonna be a time and and in this article uh regarding sony's investment there they're looking to build out um a way for users to use uh, an asset between games. That's something that's already doable with current Web2 centralized solutions. It's not hard. You just have to get both gaming gaming engines to build that asset and have them kind of link together in some way. Not super hard. But, um, you know, you put something like NFTs into the picture... So if you own that NFT and it's in your wallet, it can be populated into whatever whatever game supports that. And I think soon, maybe not in the next like, you know, six months, but maybe in the next two years, we're gonna see more of that, uh, and it's gonna come from one of these big big major gaming companies. It's not gonna come from some small guy. It's gonna have to come from someone with pull like sony to really to really make an impact yeah i mean i am not a developer i am not a gaming e expert but it baffles me that nobody in the industry 
in the crypto gaming industry has thought of so many mechanics that could be applied from normal gaming or from traditional gaming into web3 gaming like like we could we we just keep going through the same iterations and we just keep doing the same and trying to keep using nfts for breeding or nfts to to get some skins and stuff like that without any innovation in general and i mean we came up on threads which is not a game to have some sort of team battles and we got people hyped as fuck and games which are like are perfect to 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 make people be more engaged and to actually have more skin in the game if you want to call it like like that it's so much easier to make people like to why hasn't anyone thought of making game uh, team gameplays on web3 yeah uh that's i lost my train of thought for a second that the team gameplay is something that that literally no blockchain game does well i say that uh, zombie <laughs> outbreak survival on wax uh, there are team uh, raids and stuff, and it's all NFT-based, but very, very tiny game. If if a, a game the size of Splinterlands were able to pull something like that off, I think it would have a huge impact on the player base. There may be more more players coming in for that, that social aspect where they could join a clan or some shit. And, and feel like they have like some kind of rank and uh, stuff based off their wins and losses or whatever, you could take it to whatever degree you want. But just having that, that further like competitive aspect uh, and, and social interaction could take it to another level. Yeah. And I mean, just, just I mean, I'm, I don't want to keep going on this, but I think I, 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 I want to mention this. So I think most games in crypto are made by people who have no idea about what a business is and they have no idea the word benchmark exists and as i said i don't even have a game i don't know how to develop but it would be so easy for nft based games to benchmark on pokemon go that you have all these gyms and then you uh you you have to control this gym and then people can raid that gym and, and, and you have to defend that with your with your Pokemon and all that stuff. It would be so easy to emulate that with NFTs. And and we 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 are we we are still stuck in breeding and battles. There are crypto so zoo. many battles. Yeah. And so we're we're stuck in crypto zoo. It's, just, it's like fucking purgatory. Yeah. We don't need uh, uh, to, to be able... We don't need to blend uh, creatures together to have new creatures that don't do anything. We, we need... You know, if you're going to do that, do it in such a way to where you could use that, that newly created uh, creature or whatever in a fucking... Even if it's just like the most simple game ever, I'm not gonna keep ranting about this. I feel like we've been on this for a while, but <laughs> make make blockchain games good isn't that hard. I'm not a developer; it may be that hard, but 
can't be impossible. Come yeah. on. Come on. I think I have a good topic to end with unless you have anything else, but no, so, I was just going to hop in the thread cast and see if there was anything else, but go ahead. Oh, I think that's better. Yeah. Uh, there there's, let's see. Uh, Sunseeker, uh, I don't know how to say your name. Jessica, uh, says in Venezuela, we, we're an example of that. They, they live from crypto and they have a little network where they can pay with crypto for, for a lot of things. So. You know, that's pretty cool. Uh, I would love for something like that to come to the U.S., but as we know, we have uh, a system in place that is very against sovereign money. So, you know, maybe one day. Um, any thoughts on CoffeeZilla series about Trader's Domain? That's, uh, Jay Fang said that. That's what I was talking about earlier. Um, Thoughts on it? It's an obvious Ponzi scheme. It's an obvious money laundering situation. Uh, CoffeeZilla broke it down in a three-part series, and it's fucking fantastic. So if you if you don't follow CoffeeZilla on YouTube, go watch his, his docu-series. He just did a three-part series uh, about this Forex trading platform. Uh, called Trader's Domain, and it was a $500 plus million dollar, uh, uh, Ponzi scheme um, where there's no actual trading happening. It's all, you know, B-Booked, and A-Book is, is trading on the actual market. B-Book is like private trading. So it was all B-Booked and fake, basically fake trading uh, that occurred that made people look like they were making money, but they could never take any money out crazy crazy story and uh even even jordan belfort comes up uh near the end of the series um and if you don't know who that is he was the the wolf of wall street uh <laughs> that did some time for a uh, fraud and all kinds of shit who was apparently played down uh in the movie like he was even more hardcore than than what he was per portrayed like. That's wild because <laughs> that movie is bonkers. I, I love it. Uh, it's such a good movie. If you've never seen The Wolf of Wall Street, do yourself a favor, go watch that. It's very good. Um, but he he is back, uh, running basically Ponzi schemes or marketing Ponzi schemes and. Um, Trader's Domain was, was found to be connected. <laughs> uh, what else we got here in the thread cast? Um, 30 minutes of XRP shilling. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, we let a random dude jump in on Twitter when we were first starting up the show, and, uh, he basically tried to tell us that Ripple was, like, the next big shit, and Hive was nothing compared to it. It was it was pretty cringe. That's why those episodes are not on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, it was back when we were trying to find our uh, vibe, like the show's vibe, 
and we were thinking about okay maybe we can let people from the audience jump in or maybe we can invite someone every week or maybe we can have sporadic uh guests whatever it was on the very early show uh, days of the show it didn't work out besides i am the one with the bad accent in the show we cannot have someone else with a bad accent be in the show you know Yeah. Uh, Tokenized Society says Couch Co-op is making a comeback. I fucking hope so. Love Couch Co-op. Uh, I have no friends, but my wife is going to be forced to play games with me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Jay Fang said the end game is bad for Diablo. I don't know. I'm not in the 65 to 70 level uh, range yet. I'm, I'm like level 53 with my main character. Um, but I have this problem where I see a side quest and I'm like a fucking squirrel and I'm like, oh, I gotta go do the side quest and I'll end up doing like 10 side quests in, in a session and then I'm like, oh, I haven't progressed through the game at all. So then, you know, like I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll do a story quest and then here we are five more side quests later. I start the main story and I'm like, oh shit, well I need to go to bed. So, I don't know, I'm not there yet, but I thoroughly enjoy the game. Um, yeah. And uh, Forex Broker says, fuck you, Eric. Um, <laughs> but why? Why? Just... I, I, don't, I don't know what it's related to. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's an ongoing joke where one in one of the like a few episodes ago we were just saying fuck it fuck you like just just to see if spotify would take us down they didn't oh, so he's yeah, just continuing yeah, yeah. on oh i thought i did yeah. something or said something but no yeah well fuck you too forex broker uh and jay fang says we we could definitely have guests i agree uh we could we could have jongo on he suggests and tasks uh, task it tasks task again um yeah we would love that whenever they want to come on they are more than welcome uh whenever any of you people from hive want to come on you are more than welcome uh hit me up dm me tag me on threads um because we know you're not gonna shill us xrp for 30 minutes we know you're a human based on your own chain act uh, on chain activities you know yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, um, if it's planned, we can actually have some sort of script or whatever. Like we, we need to know what you're going to talk about because we are planning a revamp on the show very soon. But yep. but it, it has to be sort of planned. We are not going to allow anyone to come here and talk spaghetti yeah. out of their pockets or whatever. So Yeah. yeah. If you want to join us for a beer... Hit one of us up. Uh, we'll try to make it happen if we can. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be revamping the show. I don't even know if we can talk about this yet, but uh, it's going to be good. I'm really excited. Really, really excited. <clears throat> and um, with that being said, uh, I don't know how long we've been going. I think we're a little over an hour. Uh, uh, you, you said you had a topic you wanted to end with. Uh, 
a oh. short while ago, and I totally fucking ignored you. So, what was <laughs> no, it's okay. What was that topic? I mean, it's it's not really a topic. It's just some some food for thought for for those who are listening. Our I cannot really say our three uh, listeners because we have like twelve in total between Spaces and Discord. But <clears throat> so here's the thing. I I read something on Twitter that makes a lot of sense. Um, credit cards, debit cards, banks, and all of that is a way. It's a branch of the government, uh, unofficial branch of the government that works with them to keep us under control and under the radar. No, over the radar, on the radar, whatever. So like just just to keep an eye on us. So. Fiat doesn't let them do that, so uh, that's why they came up with a lot of stuff 20 years ago that encourages people to use credit cards. And then crypto comes along and then you have another way of of doing your own transactions and uh, selling chickens to your neighbor without paying taxes and all of that stuff. Obviously, the government doesn't like that, the bank doesn't like that we are not paying fees to them. So they come up with uh, uh, central uh, CBDCs. So central bank, uh, I forgot the word, man. Okay, CBDCs. So, but the main point here is that uh, I read on Twitter that, and I I wish I had read that on threads, but yeah. One day. One day. So, Apparently, uh, one of the one one of the bullet points in one of the CBDCs that Australia is developing, and I think it is Australia, is that you like there will be control from the government on what you can buy and and how much you can spend on any given month. So. Of course, we knew CBDCs were all about control. And of course, the normies do not care because they think, oh, I have nothing to hide. I'm not going to buy uh, illegal stuff. I'm not... Yeah, but the problem is, and this is the food for thought that I was thinking of. The problem is when you let a centralized entity decide what is good, what is bad, and what is allowed, at any given point, they will be able to move the goalposts and say, hey, this was considered good, but it no longer fits the narrative. So we are uh, putting a bad tag on it and you know you are no longer allowed to engage in this or buy this. And then at one point, everything that was allowed will not be allowed. And of course, this is an Orwellian uh, kind of thinking, but it can easily happen. And you saw that with COVID. With COVID, a lot of things that were legal, a lot of things that were allowed and were good or considered good were no longer considered good. You were no longer able to go to a skate park on a Sunday. <coughs> so that's my food for thought. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. I won't get into it because I think we'll go down a rabbit hole if we get into it. Uh, but we'll <laughs> leave you with that. <laughs> it's been a great show. Um, I think we're uh, a little over an hour, maybe an hour and a half, something like that. 
Um, Eric is sick and I'm dying, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut it off here. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you. Uh, cheers to you guys. Get yourself a Cryptoholics koozie. It keeps your beer super crisp. Um, and yeah, follow us on Spotify. We'll see you next week. Vote Cryptoholics with a zero. Yes, Cryptoholics with a zero. Uh, that's where you'll find us live in the flesh. And we'll see you at High Fest, too. Yes. See you, Phil. Thanks, everyone. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Take it easy.